I don't know who needs to hear this, but... Don't test a new recipe on your family for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. Um, so, fun story about this. Every year for Thanksgiving, I'm given a Thanksgiving menu. And it's been the same ever since I first started. So, like at home or No, at, at work. Okay. At work, yeah. So I was given a Thanksgiving menu. And I had no recipes or anything to go with it. So I just had to, like, figure it out. And my first year I was given um, – I had to make a maple cheesecake. So we just kind of, like, found a maple cheesecake recipe. And we made it. Hoping it would turn out well. It did not. That maple cheesecake did not hold up. And the whole day I like had to plate them frozen and we like sent them out partially frozen because otherwise they were just like falling apart. It was bad. Mm. Yeah, it was not great. Yeah, testing. like <laughs> Definitely there, test your recipes. There, You can bring a new recipe. That's mm-hmm. that's not a problem of bringing a new recipe. It's bringing one like testing that a recipe you know it's gonna work. for the first time mm-hmm. and then being like, Oh no, it didn't it wasn't any good. Mm-hmm. Or oh I'm sorry, I've never made this before. Yeah, like, not great. That's not great. that is a bad excuse for a bad dish. Don't so do true. it. It's so true. Hello, I'm Heidi, and directly to my right is John. You're at the set and we're the Badgers. Dude, you just laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> so harsh. I mean, I just failed once. Okay, that is ghetto boffing. <laughs> I did. I did. I learned about the Supreme Court today. Only most of you guys are going to recommend this. Documents! On a piece of paper. How's it going, John? It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving, Heidi. Yay! Uh, to answer your question, I'm doing well. I think that was that answers your question. Mm-hmm. I think that's the answer. Mm-hmm. I did ask how you were doing. Okay, good. Doing well. How are you doing? Good. We are elbow deep in Thanksgiving prep at work. I've got a hundred. El- well, elbow deep. Elbow deep. Not like not like balls. <laughs> balls deep. I don't normally mix my pie filling with balls. But <laughs> I do stick my whole arm into the bucket of pie filling, so See, I don't know. See, this is why my pie tastes better. Uh, better! Is that the right word? I'm not sure there. It is a word. Um, for sure. No, so we are making 300 mini pies, 100 of apple, 100 pecan, 100 pumpkin, and we have to make like 75 maple cheesecakes and all of the accoutrements to go with those. So, yeah, it's been really fun. Downstairs kitchen stole all of our cranberries to make cranberry sauce. Good thing we had them for our cranberry crisp. Okay, here's a question. <laughs> here's a question. Answer. Canned cranberry sauce or non-cran canned No cranberry sauce. I don't like cranberry sauce. Oh, yeah, you don't I don't do a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. We don't even do a turkey in my family. We do ham. You, yeah, ham, ham is ham and is rolls Christmas. and green jello. Ham is Christmas. E- and Hanukkah. Yeah, sure. It's also Thanksgiving because ham is better than turkey. You're gonna let the Hanukkah one go. Yeah, I don't have. I don't do Hanukkah. Oh, they don't eat pork. <laughs> <gasps> I'm so disappointed. I'm sorry. Uh, All I know right now is that we are currently in the time of year where their food has to be blessed by a rabbi because we recently had a pop-up lunch. Yes, yes. This is not a thing. It is. No, it is a thing. No, 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 no. There's a certain time of year where it has to be blessed by a rabbi. The guy was explaining it to us. 
the kosher man who could only eat kosher food was explaining to us that, like, that this was the time of year where the kosher food has to be, like, kept separate from everything else and blessed by a rabbi. No, that is not uh, an all-the-time thing, but it is a no. right-now thing. It is! I'm going to look it up after this and show you. It, you're going to look You're gonna look it up. At, so the problem with information, we've been talking about this, the problem with so much information is that there is so much false information out there too. So like the blessed by a rabbi bullshit, that's not a thing. It is a thing. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find like the official where it officially says that like Jewish food has to be blessed by a rabbi at a certain time of the year. Today we got into an argument about dogs on the bed. You want to? We did. Well, this is, this has been a thing since we got married. This has been a thing since the dog peed on the bed. No, no, we we slipped Ayla on the bed. I never wanted the dog on the bed. I think that I probably... Bela also wasn't a super big bed dog. Like, she, she w- didn't want to, like, sleep on the bed with us. Yeah. So it wasn't that big an issue. Not with you. No, she kidding. used to... I when I... Before <laughs> I got married to you and I lived by myself, she'd always climb into bed with me. At least yeah. for a little while, we'd snuggle. Yeah, she went through phases. But, yeah. no, I've, I've never liked... Because... Uh, Can you so many, So many thoughts. <laughs> So originally I wasn't a dog on the on the furniture person mm-hmm. and then I conceded on the You weren't a dog on the inside person. Okay, yes. But I have always wanted to have a safe haven for my body to go that it wasn't going to get dog hair but on you it. sit on the couch in your robe and get dog hair all over your robe and then that's, you climb into bed that's third degree dog hair <laughs> all right it's all like right. It, whatever it, yeah it it has to make so Charlie many steps doesn't shed very and at much. that point you just have to be proud of the hair for having gotten there you just have to <laughs> That's part of being no, a dog owner is you not, just accept the hair. No. Yes. If yes, you can accept the if hair, you can love say, and embrace. Okay. Guys, tweet us. <laughs> let, let us know. Settle this debate. Dog hair on the bed or dog hair not on the bed. Do you, if you have a dog, do you let it sleep on the bed with no, you? No, no, no. That's the... <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll tweak the question for uh, for the listeners. You can answer it that way. But yeah, right. I, I am of the opinion that dogs do not go on any bed. Not my bed, not on the guest's bed. You don't know if the guest is going to be allergic to animals. If the guest is allergic to animals, they better not be in our house. That is that is true. Like, but maybe it's a, like a mild allergy that if you're like shoving your head in it, like in a pillow or mm-hmm. in all a right, pee. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. No dogs on the bed. So, uh, Got it. Heard. Yeah. Talk. Don't okay. mix pie dough. Don't mix pie filling with your balls. And not with my balls. Like, I don't mix it with my balls. The first time, it's so I used deep. to work at this bakery, and we would make our oh, pie God. filling. And I loved it. That's when I, like, realized how much I love being in pastry, because you really get, like, elbow deep in stuff. Because we had these buckets, and we put our pie filling in there and mix it. And you'd, like, literally just stick your whole arm in there, like, up to the shoulder and just, like, mix up that pie filling. This reminds so me of watching those videos of people helping cows give birth yeah yeah <laughs> so at my last job um we had like a giant like 100 quart mixing bowl and we used to mix like chocolate cake and cookies and stuff in it and my new people would always be like well how am i supposed to mix it so big you gotta scrape it all the way to the bottom and they'd be like well how do it and i'm like roll up your sleeve and get in there like just get your whole arm in there it's fine yeah yeah i, just, I love that shove your hand yeah, in the right cow. up there right up there you know, get all close like, and friendly 
relieve some gas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those videos where they they get like a like this really big syringe and they like no. stab it into I, them no and they help no. uh, get rid of the gas. Gross. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> but you know, eventually they will have literal spontaneous combustion if they don't have oh that uh, that decompression. Crazy. Yeah, that's wild. It is wild. Today in history. So you have decided to make this a Thanksgiving episode. Today in history. So we're but today jump. is Thanksgiving. We're going to, this is, this is the one and done Thanksgiving episode. That's all. Never a Thanksgiving Never again. episode nope, again. That's, that's all you get. Because it falls right on Thanksgiving. I guess everyone will because we always do it on Thursdays, but yes. this is our first one. I'm really excited about Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. So I have a whole history for you. Are you ready? Are you going to tell me which ones are November 25th versus which ones are Thanksgivings? No, they're all Thanksgiving. Hush up and listen to the history of Thanksgiving. All right. Pull up a chair. Here we go. So there are several claims as to when the first Thanksgiving happened. One of them is in 1541. Francisco Vasquez de Coronado marched north looking for gold with 1,500 men and his uh, priest of the group, Padre Fray Juan de Padilla, Oh my god. Call for a feast of prayer and Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> my Spanish is lovely, isn't it not? All you right. know, with all the, the Duolingo that you do, you think that <laughs> it's, you beautiful. Would... it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Shush, shush, shush. I would all be right. able to understand So that was 1541. In 1598, a second Texas town claims to have been the real first site of the Thanksgiving. Uh, a wealthy Texas. Spanish. Yes. A wealthy Spanish dignitary named Juan de Onlate. Was granted lands among the Pueblo Indians in the American Southwest, and he decided. Say that name again. Juan de Onate. Oh my God. <laughs> Onate. 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 Anyways, so he decided to blaze a new path across his lands, um, and his party of five hundred soldiers. Women and children barely survived the harrowing journey, nearly dying of thirst and exhaustion when they reached the river. Uh, so after 10 days of rest and recuperation, he ordered a feast of Thanksgiving to celebrate. So like Grubhub or... Yeah, basically. Um, so then fast forward a couple of years. So those are your first two, 1541 and 1598. Uh, and then in 1565, there's also a claim that some Spanish founders of St. Augustine, Florida, shared a festive meal with the native Tumucal... Timucan? Oh my god. Timucan. <laughs> <laughs> the native people <laughs> when their ships came back ashore in 1565. Oh my god. Um, uh, so then uh, also in 1607, the English colonists at Fort St. George assembled for a harvest feast and prayer meeting with the Abenaki Indians of Maine. So those are your four possible Thanksgiving origin stories. Most those are the only four that I'm allowed to. Yep. Choose Most from. Americans uh, believe the like English colonists in 1607 was the first one, probably because they don't want to acknowledge any of the Spanish Thanksgivings. Spanish. Oh, yeah. Right. Spanish. Yeah. There were three of them that were all right. Spanish. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, okay. Well, not Spanish. Well, Spanish. That's true. Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, Spanish. Spanish. Like Mexican Spanish. No. No. Spanish. Spanish. So this one that goes through Texas. That yeah. one's like. He was a wealthy Spanish dignitary. Okay. So he's Spanish. They're all Spanish. At this point, Mexico yeah. is still Spanish territory. Right. Still belonging to Spain. Okay, so those are four. Hence why they speak Spanish. Yeah. So oh. those are your four originals. But then the one that um, people really like is in 1621. Uh, the actual evidence is slim, but there's a single letter 
dated December 11th, 1621, that the colonists wanted to celebrate their first good crop of corn and barley, and they uh, shared a meal with the Wampanoag Indians. So Wampanoag. Yeah, how would you say it? The Wampa Naga. No, uh, the Wampanoag. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> the Wampanoag. Yeah. Um. So, those uh, the... so that one's the very, very Americanized version of the the story. Yeah, that's like the Pilgrims and the Indians. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the one that like everybody sat together with blankets. Yeah. How come corn isn't like a traditional American Thanksgiving meal? Maize. Yeah. Why isn't it? Yeah. I don't I mean that was that was like what they ate. Yeah, they had so a first good crop of corn. There was an episode of Good Eats actually. I learned most of my most of my Thanksgiving history from from Alton Brown and Yay! his uh he's fun. His that uh that he has guest a good hot lady. cocoa recipe. That's that's what you remember <laughs> from him. Okay. I remember the, the brined turkey for Thanksgiving. Oh, that is pretty good. That That's is a, a bomb-ass turkey. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, they. Uh, she was explaining on Good Eats mm-hmm. that, the, uh, that corn was really big, and then they had a bunch of other things that we would not eat generally. Hmm. Like, I think she mentioned squirrels and stuff. Ew. Ew. Yeah, I What's don't want What's wrong with squirrels. you? No, thank you. Just... Drench it in milk for a couple of days, and then they so get some ketchup. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Everything's better with ketchup. At least it or A one steak sauce. Fry sauce. Oh, okay. So actually, while we're completely off topic, <laughs> so A one steak sauce. You know when it was invented? During the Civil War. During the Civil War. Because people always make that stupid comment. They're like, in the uh, middle of the Civil War, somebody was like, "You know what we should have? Steak sauce." Yeah, because that. Even if that was the the thought process, not everybody's in the middle of fighting. There are people who still live at home. You still got to make a livelihood, man. Yeah. But no, it was made yeah. over in the UK. Yeah. So it's, it's not like people were like, oh, it's in the middle of our civil war. Let's make this. It's <laughs> they. That doesn't make for a good meme, John. Can you imagine if we based everything, that any progress that we ever did on making sure that the whole world was at peace with one another? Nothing would ever happen. Literally nothing, nothing ever would, would ever happen. happen. The world is always at war at one point or another. That's true. All right. People so are dying all the time. Those are, I've now shared with you your stories back on topic. Yes, dear. We're going to keep okay. on going back on back topic. on topic. So and those then, are your those are your original oh gosh <laughs> those are your original Thanksgiving like origin stories. So moving forward with uh, history of Thanksgiving in December of 1777 to celebrate the victory of the American Continental Forces over the British in the Battle of Saratoga. No, it's 1777. Oh, did you spell that wrong? I did. Oh, okay. Um, thank you for trying to correct me, but George Washington wasn't around in 1877. I don't know. He was a really tall dude. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> That's not how that works. All if right. you lay him down, so, he lived a long time. To celebrate the victory <laughs> at the Battle of Saratoga, <laughs> George Washington called for Thursday, December 18th to be set aside for solemn Thanksgiving and praise, which was the first time that all 13 colonies celebrated a day of Thanksgiving in unison. So that's fun. So that's the first time like everybody celebrated together. Uh, in 1846, Sarah Josepha Hale, who, do you know who she is? Was she Joseph Smith's wife? 
No. She started, she was the author of the poem, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Blah, 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 sheep. No, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Okay. So she started championing a national Thanksgiving holiday uh, and began a 17-year letter-writing campaign to officially, or to convince American presidents that it was trying to make Thanksgiving official. And in 1863, she begged President Abraham Lincoln to set aside a specific day for annual Thanksgiving nation celebrations. So it's all her fault that Uncle Frank comes over to dinner and starts talking politics. Yep. Yep. Fucking. Um, so President Lincoln thought that it was a great idea after the the country had been torn apart by civil war. So he proclaimed the last Thursday in November to be Thanksgiving Day. So that's fun. Um, in 18- Turkey Day. Yeah. In 1876, the first Thanksgiving football game happened between Princeton and Yale. Who won? I do not know. This is why we can't pay you the big bucks. That is exactly why. Yeah. You you were this close to getting know, paid the big I bucks. I don't pay attention to football. I couldn't even tell you who's playing this year. I have no idea. So we learned that the first football field was made at one point or another and yes it probably was it probably was <laughs> no we talked about this on a few on a future episode on a previous episode oh, okay but yeah so but princeton nor yale were on that uh on mm. that. um in 1924 they had the first macy's thanksgiving day parade did you know that everybody who marches in the parade is either an employee or a friend or family member of an employee of Macy's? Isn't that I, cool? I definitely feel like I heard that. I probably told you because I listened to a whole podcast about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And I thought that was like a really cool fact. So I told everybody about it. You know, the the helium shortage. I don't know if that's still going yes, on. Yes. I don't know because they found a whole um, like cave full of helium in Texas. They, no, like le- legitimately they found like a giant like storage thing of helium. That and they're like, never mind. Yeah. Helium is back yeah. on the menu, boys. Legitimately, yeah. That, what? like, really happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we don't have to feel bad about having really shrill voices. No. Okay, yeah. perfect. Helium is Love no longer it. having a shortage. Um, but there were two years that they were... I'm in, t- like, a cave of helium. Yeah, it was like somebody had, like, hoarded helium or, like, set up, like, a whole storage thing of helium. Oh, okay, so it's Yeah, not, no, 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 it's not, like, a natural cave I'm like, I'm pretty sure that helium it's is, not like, like some people in, went, the, in the upper atmosphere It's not like people went spelunking and then they came out talking really high-pitched and they were like, you know what, this is weird. I literally thought that that's what you were talking about. And no, then I'm I like, don't think so. I'm how, many, sure. how many of those balloons are going <laughs> to oh get inflated? Like, I feel uh, like that could probably be at most like three of the Macy's days. Giving, yeah. So when they first started it, the balloons were filled with oxygen instead of helium. It makes sense. Doesn't that sound wildly dangerous, though? Because oxygen is extremely flammable when it's, like, pure oxygen. Oh, like, oc- oh, yeah. like, the, <laughs> yeah. like the Zephyrs. Yeah. The Zeppelins. Yeah. Zeppelins. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That uh, sounds That sounds amazing, <laughs> especially on Thanksgiving. Don't when smoke too Everybody's, close. like, in New York and trying to get cold, like, get, it, get warm. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, man. Okay. So, in 1939, FDR moved the date to the third Thursday of the month, so to lengthen the holiday season. Because they were, he was worried that people weren't going to have, like, enough time to do their Christmas shopping after Thanksgiving. Which, okay. So, you know, the FDR had a horse named Badger? Yeah, I did. Yes, I you did. I had a picture of you in front of its stall. <laughs> yeah. I Who's your that. favorite president? FDR. Um, so, you think so? Yeah, I really like him. Uh, so, critics called it you Frank's... You know he's dead, right? Yes. Okay, just that. Critics called it Thanksgiving, and Congress officially moved the holiday back to its current place, the fourth Friday, the fourth Thursday in November. What's the What's the purpose in 1941 of calling it the Thanksgiving? 
That it was like a fake Thanksgiving. So more like fakesgiving? Yeah, but Franklin Delano Roosevelt did it, so they well, called it Franksgiving because it was like To be Franklin's frank is a term when you're saying that you're to be honest. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with it. The fact is his name was Franklin. Okay. So they called it Franksgiving because of Franklin. Anyways. Okay. Um, so sounds, a couple sounds of, terrible. A couple of fun facts about Thanksgiving. Uh, President Jefferson refused to acknowledge Thanksgiving due to separation of church and state. He felt that Thanksgiving was like a religious holiday. And it shouldn't be acknowledged by the government. So if you want to talk about people who I admire, mm-hmm. uh, Jefferson's on that list. Nice. Yeah. Because of the separation of church and state. So that definitely being one of the things. Have you seen the Jefferson Bible? We went to the Smithsonian. It's over there, actually. Oh, okay. But the Jefferson Bible has a bunch of the magical elements taken out of the Bible. So you oh. like take... Took like an X-Acto knife. And just cut it out. Name brand X-Acto knife. And then cut out all the parts that that were magical in Good nature. Good for him. And then made it much more like it was, instead of it being a, a fairy tale, more like a, more like a story. Fun. So that is fun. fun. Um, and my very last fun fact about Thanksgiving is that in 1953, Swanson Company. Do you know Swanson Company? They have like yeah. the trucks. Dude, I... Oh, there was a truck that broke down right in front of our house, actually, oh, yeah? at one point, and my uh, relative, who we don't speak of, bought a ton of meat out of it mm. because it was it was broken down, and mm. they're like, well, it's going to go bad, so we might as well sell it. Now, having said this, mm-hmm. I have found out that this is actually a tactic that these trucks that they will these salespeople that will actually sense. use yeah. and they'll say hey it's broken down we, we'll just discount the the hell out of it and you can buy it and then little do you know as the buyer you're actually buying it at the regular price that they would they have just otherwise sold it, up it and they discounted it yeah yeah that makes sense. it's smart so swanson over ordered turkeys and they ended up with 260 tons of leftover turkey it's a bit yeah so they didn't know what to do with it so they created the first Frozen TV dinners, and that is how Frozen TV dinner started. And they haven't gotten much better since. They really Swanson, haven't. Like, no. They have, they're good at some things, but the Frozen dinners, they're way too small. Yeah. Have you ever been full out of from eating one of those? I don't think I've ever actually eaten a TV dinner. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, now we know you still wouldn't be happy. Like, <laughs> Hungry Man, like, I could have two Hungry Mans, and then I'd feel like I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. I'd probably be fine with, like, a half of one, then. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be too much for no, me. No, I think that a Hungry Man would, would satiate you. <laughs> okay. I think that's the extent of that. Okay. But, yeah, so uh, I think it's over, like, definitely over 50% of all of turkey that's consumed in the u.s is consumed during the uh the thanksgiving season makes sense no do you feel super educated about thanksgiving now you know all the history and all the fun facts i know all of the history all the history and now i know where all of the first thanksgivings yes all all five of them (laughs) like get your stories straight like i'm i'm not mysteries of history have you ever seen the uh there was a Mayflower movie no. with a mouse. <laughs> but it was horrible. Like American Tale, but like older? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so actually we would, as kids, mistake it for, 
for mm. an American tale, we'd put it in, we'd start watching it, and it's like, oh, no, not this one. There are no cats in America. Which is way better than Mayflower. <laughs> Mayflower. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, I mean, kids could be entertained by it. I, I mean, Maybe. I was entertained by it for a while, but yeah. Um, well, happy Thanksgiving, John Badger. Happy Thanksgiving, Heidi Badger. Do you need a minute? I need a minute. Let's jump into this. When you go to church and you pay your offertory to said church, you are ultimately forfeiting that money in support of the church in whatever way they see fit. The Catholic Church spent somewhere between three to four billion... billion dollars <laughs> Billion dollars with a B billion dollars in the u.s alone in court settlements not to mention all the covering up of sexual misconduct of its clergy members if you are putting money into that bucket you are ultimately supporting the rape and cover-ups of rape within the catholic church it's 2021 either i'm preaching to the choir now or you're the problem stop funding a literal child sex trafficking cabal all right that's that's intense it is intense do you need a minute, Abby? I do. I do need a minute. Tell me what you need a minute about. I work in the service industry, specifically the food service industry. So my minute is about people who go out to eat on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Why? Why would you do this? Thanksgiving and Christmas are all about like, everyone's always like, oh, Thanksgiving, like spend it with your family, enjoy, have all your people over, all that fun stuff. And then they're like, oh, but like, I want to be able to spend time with my family and not, so like, let's just cater it or let's go out to eat. What about all of the people who are creating that meal for you? I don't, I will probably never get to see my family again on Thanksgiving because I no longer live within driving distance of them. And I will always have to work on Thanksgiving because that is our, one of our busiest days of the year for food service. Like we've been prepping for weeks for this and we are going to be slammed on Thanksgiving Day because everybody and their dog needs to take themselves and their family out so that they can eat and spend time with their family and like hang out with their family and get that quality time. But nobody cares about all of the servers who are having to be there, all of the dishwashers who have to be there, all of the cooks who have to be there, the like cleaning, the like, fact that we come into work at like 10 o'clock that morning and then we have to stay there until 10 or 11 o'clock that night because we have to feed all of these people. It's so stupid. And you always hear all the like, thanks to all the police officers and the doctors and the firefighters and all those people who have to work on the holidays. Think of them. What about the food service people? Think about the hospitality industry. Don't go out to eat. If you don't want to cook your own Thanksgiving dinner, have a frozen pizza. Anyways. Or. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So when do we start refuting? I need a minute. No, I'm, I'm building on this. Oh, okay. Or you have Thanksgiving dinner the week before Thanksgiving. Yes, that works too. Yeah. Because means, you can bring your family out to eat. All the week go before. out to eat. And then you don't have to worry about everybody freaking the fuck out about having turkey. I have worked in the service industry for so long, and it's part of the reason why I've gotten out of it, because there is there is no thanks. Like no, you know, not. it's it's the most thankless job out there is to be in the service industry where you're literally serving people and people just people take advantage of the fact that you're there to to help them with their experience. Oh, and yeah. and they 
Like even well, even delivering. So say for instance, I deliver for the uh, for my company, and we were we're dropping off at a Walmart, and every single Walmart that I've been to so far, the person who receives the stuff is just a bitch. Mm. And it's like why. You are literally doing no favors to anybody. And I know that this is completely off topic, but I, I feel like it. Feel it. Take it. Take another minute. <laughs> I feel like there's, they, they have this need to be angry and then they put it off on the trucker who's delivering their product to them. And it's like, this is literally your job. If you are this unhappy with your life, that's like, Find something else to do mm -hmm. because you don't need to be in contact with people when they're they're dropping off the product so you can do your job. If I stopped delivering stuff, then you would literally not have this position. This position wouldn't exist. Yeah. I don't understand why people have to make things so miserable. But know. eating food on Thanksgiving on Christmas, on Valentine's Day, on Mother's Day. Oh my gosh, never go out to eat. Here's your tip of the year. Don't go out to eat on Mother's Day. Do not take your mother out to eat on Mother's Day. It, it is like the worst holiday to go out to eat on. It's one of the worst. It's not doing your mother any favors. No. And it's certainly not doing you any favors. No, you're going to be at a really long wait wherever you go. The food's going to be subpar because they're just trying to knock it out as fast as they can. Like, it's just, don't do it. I showed you a TikTok video last night, actually, come to think of it, where there's there were people in a restaurant and they said there were people standing at the front door and they haven't been seated for a really oh, yeah, long so time. Oh, yeah, so he dared his wife to go seat them? And then she sat them. Yeah, and, so bad. But fortunately, going through the comments of that video... Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, so I'm not the only person who thinks that that was a really oh shitty move. For real. Because like, just because there's not, there are empty tables or it seems slow in the front of the house, you have no idea what's happening in the back of the house. They might have sat six tables all at the same time, and now the kitchen is struggling to get, you know, 20 different food items made. Like, when we get a wave in our kitchen, it's out of control. Also, like... I've come in before in the morning and our freezers are broken. So we have to throw out all of our prep and we're fresh making everything, which we only come in two hours before service starts. Trying to remake all of our prep in those two hours, like we're going to be out of things. We're going to be scrambling. Like you just have no idea what's happening in the back. Just because the front of house doesn't seem yeah. crazy does not mean the back of the house is put together. You can have three tables out of the entire restaurant seated and there be 20 tables that are open and you still don't seat yourself because one, no. you don't know if there's a, a server assigned to that section. You don't know if the, if the back of house isn't even because the back of house might not even be present. They, they might, the servers might have only sat those three tables before they realized that nobody was in the back to cook for them. It just, there are so many different possibilities for why you don't sit down at a restaurant. Yeah, well, you don't we've, seat yourself. We've had situations before where, like, we had a gas leak and we were in the middle of service. So we finished feeding everybody that we could. Um, like, we finished all the tickets we had hanging. We weren't seating anybody new. We shut down our line for 15 to 20 minutes. We could clear out the gas lines, get the leak fixed, and start back up again. Which, there are empty tables sitting there. People without, like, you know... But, like, we can't see anybody new because we literally don't have 
we don't have fryers. We don't have stovetops. We don't have ovens. Like we don't have any gas running through our line because we had to clear it out so we don't blow up the building. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's so frustrating. It's anybody who's never worked in food service for a like prolonged period of time is just they just don't get it. Don't be shitty to your server. And there are there are some shitty servers out there. Oh yeah, there definitely are. And so, I'm very critical if I go out to eat somewhere like I'm I've been in the food and service industry long enough now that I am a pretty good judge of like is this a bad server or is it just like a crappy th- situation? Are they in the weeds? Yeah. Were they put in the weeds or are yeah. they in the weeds because well, they suck? Well, you and I have been out to eat at a yeah. restaurant before. We walked in and there's it doesn't seem that busy, but the host is like, hey, the kitchen is really backed up right now. It'll probably be 15 to 20 minutes before you're seated. And I'm like, thank you. No problem. Let them catch up. Like, yeah. I will wait. Not a, Not an issue. Like... I know how it is to be in the back and feel like the tickets just keep coming and you're swamped and you're just like overwhelmed and you want to cry. I can't tell you how many of our chefs have walked out of our building in the middle of a shift because they're like so sick of that ticket printer. It's yeah. it's appalling. I've I've had literal nightmares with that ticker <laughs> tick uh, that printer that yeah. ticket printer that it's, one. It's bad. It's, it's oh, I put it in an episode of Mercury Theater podcast. Yeah. And I had to find that right sound. And once I found it, I was like, oh, oh, oh. PTSD. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it took me back yeah. in, a, a, in a bad way. Oh, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy what can happen in the behind the scenes in a restaurant. Like you can, you can be serving, you can have a wonderful and lovely dining experience out front, but it can be like, I, so I have a post on my Facebook and I laugh every time I see the memory come up and it literally says, Phrases that should cause panic, but instead inspire laughter. Uh, when somebody comes upstairs and says, they're in a bit of a panic downstairs, the fryer is on fire. That has happened at least three times in our kitchen where one of my girls is because our bakery is upstairs and the kitchen is downstairs and we'll run something downstairs. We'll run like pretzel rolls or something. And they'll come back up and be like, oh, the fryer is in flames downstairs. Like literal mm. flames coming out of the fryer. That's happened to me once. <laughs> yeah. But... You get a you get a sheet pan, you put it on top of that, oh, yeah. and then it'll. Well, so what happens in ours a lot of times is that grease has fallen down the back of the fryer, mm-hmm. and it's like on like the wall or the gas yep. line, and that will catch. Yes. So like you can't just throw a sheet pan over that because it's like open flame. If it's if it's over that chimney thing, you no, no, no. I'm like okay. talking like along like the like back that... wall of oh, the, yeah, yeah, oh. like the wall of the restaurant is yeah. literally on fire. That's... Yeah, and there was one time like the fryer burst into flames, and they like popped the sheet pan over it. We wheeled it outside, and then we just proceeded to like hose it down out in the rain, <laughs> just to, like try to get it cooled down. Was... After the fire, yeah, yeah, the was fire from... was out. Okay. <laughs> We're not that stupid. We've been in this industry for a while. Know. Yeah, no, but it's just so funny to me that like. Well, you know, somebody will come upstairs and be like, oh, yeah, downstairs is a little bit frazzled. The fryer is on fire. And we're like, ha, 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 hope they're okay. And, like, keep going about our day. Like, no big deal. Like, this is a normal thing that happens. So it's just, it cracks me up, the stuff that happens behind the scenes in a restaurant. This is why we don't have an air fryer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have caught our oven on fire before. This one? Yeah. Did you know that? Uh, I was baking bread. And okay. uh, something had spilled on the A little the bit concerning that you're a pastry chef and you're still catching <laughs> something the art had spilled, kitchen on fire. Something had spilled in the bottom of the oven. So I had the oven at like 475 to get like the caramelized on the like the artisan bread. That something is probably unsheet panned pizza. Possibly. Possibly. I think it was like, 
I don't remember. I had cooked like yeah. a turkey or something or like a chicken or something. And it was like all like the grease from that. But it had, yeah. it had like, so I'm like sitting there like with the oven preheating and my bread rising. And all of a sudden I see like smoke coming out of our oven, definitely on fire. So I threw some baking soda on it. And once it got put out, I turned off the oven and scrubbed it out real good. <laughs> So it's not to blow up our house. <laughs> so whenever I see a clean Great. kitchen, I should be concerned that that there I was probably a caught fire. something on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, Anyways, awesome. You ready for it to go into our stamp of approval? I have one. The Badger stamp of approval. Excellent. What is your one? So, uh, you and I lately have had kind of a date thing going on on Saturday, on Sundays and Mondays, where we watch SNL, Saturday Night Live. And I actually have been really enjoying that. I've never been, like, a, like, Saturday Night Live watcher. Um, you know, I've caught, like, a skit every now and then when they, like, pop up on my Facebook or if somebody recommends one. Yeah. But I'm actually really enjoying watching all the Saturday Night Lives. Like, their skits are fun. They're entertaining. Their hosts are good. I don't like any of their musical acts. They're always weird and bizarre and crazy, but... Ed Sheeran wasn't that crazy. I don't crazy. love Ed Sheeran. I'm not saying that he's great. I'm <laughs> just saying... He wasn't, he he wasn't, wasn't wild crazy. and bizarre. That's true. Um, but yeah, I just... I really enjoy it. I highly recommend people, like, just give it a watch. Some of their skits are really fun. Um, they're, they're very clever, I think. Yeah, it's And fun. Weekend Update with Michael Che and Colin Jost is my favorite. I love that. You know, he's married to Scarlett Johansson. Michael Che? No, not that one. I think he is he is going to be forever single. Mm, yeah. He doesn't have to be married. <laughs> yeah, but I really uh, like that. What's your stamp of approval? So I would like to put my stamp of approval on the have you have you ever played Fun Employed? I have. That is an amazing game. <laughs> I was going to Oh man. I was going to say something terrible. I was going to say I killed your brother with one. Oh, oh. gosh. Wow. Okay. Grown. Hmm. Uh, you broke him. You did break I my brother. Broke your brother. You broke my brother. <laughs> he was laughing so hard. He just like couldn't even get it back together. <laughs> it was so funny. So in combination with what I said and the fact that your family is all around and yeah. they're, being, they're super conservative, <laughs> your mother especially, and then... Uh, and then with the the jokes that I was making, the double entendres and they everything, were it's just great. like it was, uh, it was excellent. So fun employed. It's a game where you get uh, a a has a has a stack of cards that are real positions, like real jobs. Yeah, so you're interviewing for a job. So like these are the job positions. So like masseuse or. Um, proctologist yeah or things like yeah things like that and then you have a stack of job skills or like skills yeah and you create a hand that uh that justifies why you're why you're trying to uh try to be a proctologist or whatever brass knuckles or like ninja Yes, or, or like one percentage, or you know things like that. Yeah, um, they're just like they're like absurd, bizarre skills, and so you have to somehow manage to make these skills sound like they are like marketable skills for this job. So it's like a really fun apples to apples. Yeah, but you're justifying. Yeah, it's it's just it's a whole lot of fun, and I I definitely recommend it to uh, to anybody who needs a game. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is a fun one. Fun game. Yeah, do you have a question for me? I do have a question for you. Courtesy of Travis Brown's Pod Dicks.
The question today is, what's the most annoying bill you have to pay? Our internet bill. Why is that? Like, no pause. I can tell you right now it's the internet bill. is the most annoying bill because... No pause as you have the dog in your hand? <laughs> no pause. I have the There dog. are four paws right here. <laughs> um, so the internet bill is the most annoying bill I have to pay because I can't pay it on the internet. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So I can now because what? we changed companies. But yeah, so before I had to... I had to do the internet bill, and in order to pay online, I'd get on their website, and I'd, like, click their, like, pay the bill thing, and then I had to have the account number. But when I had signed up for the internet, I'd signed up for paperless billing, so I don't ever get, like, the bill in the mail. Right. So I don't have the account number. Mm. So they were like, oh, well, like, you need to check your bill for the account number, and I was like, I don't get a bill. It's paperless. Like, so I have to log on to my account online. I don't get, like, an email. I have to log on to my account online to see it. But I have to have my account number in order to log on online. And it was just, like, every time that I'd, like, sign up and be like, hey, like, I need to sign up for an account or whatever. And they'd always be like, oh, well, I need your account number. And I'm like, I don't, that's not, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. So it's, like, been a whole frustrating thing that I, like, I have to write a check for the internet bill. Like, how stupid is that? So dumb. Um, but yeah, so that's the most annoying bill that I pay. What's the most annoying bill that you pay? I don't pay the bills. <laughs> I know you don't. I, I, that's not as, true. There's as one soon, bill. Hold on. Hold well, on. As bill. soon as I saw this card, I was like, oh, shit. No, you pay a bill. How are going to say this? So, yeah, I, well, actually, I you pay, pay two, two bills. bills. There are two bills that you pay. So I pay, oh, actually, let's talk about this. Okay. So I pay the motorcycle um, insurance policy. Yes, and every three months I get a, hey, you haven't paid your policy, so we're going to cancel it for you, <laughs> letter in the mail. So, there, I, I have it on uh, on paid, like, it, it'll just auto-pay, right? Mm -hmm. And then I got a notification saying the auto-pay didn't register and that they were going to cancel the, the, uh, the insurance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay... Why didn't it pay? Because as soon as I got that, I paid it and I used the same card that was on file and there was no problem whatsoever. And it's like, you already had the information. You could have auto paid it. There's no reason for you not to have. And then uh, there's that. What are the other bills you pay? I also pay the uh, the phone bill. But the uh, the insurance is is the most annoying because it's not my it's not my fault and they'll they'll also notify me after sometimes they'll send me an email that says and maybe it's showing up in my my spam folder or whatever but i'm not getting these notifications until after they're saying that it's that i didn't pay it and that mm -hmm. they're canceling it mm -hmm. and i know that there's supposed to be in one that's saying hey you have an upcoming bill and it's yeah. Oh, that but, is weird. Like, nope, we're canceling it. Stupid. All right. Well, do you have anything else for today? I don't. All right. Thank you for hanging out with us at The Set. Don't forget to tweet us at The Set Pod on Twitter with your answer to today's question. What's the most annoying bill you have to pay? And maybe I'll even hear your response on the air next week. Also, we have a TikTok page. We do. At the set pod. We just recorded a video. We did just do a TikTok. John is teaching me how to record TikTok videos. Yes. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But 
yeah, that'll be fun. So, so uh, check keep, that out. Keep an eye out on my chat uh, on our TikTok. Yeah, be sure to give our other podcast, Mercury Theater Podcast, a listen. Next episode is coming out on Monday. That is written, produced, cast, edited, directed by our very own John Badger with That's a fan. Me. With a fantastic cast of voice actors. Yes, they're fantastic. Yeah. Check out their website, mercurytheaterpodcast.com, for more information. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Happy holidays.